All right. Well, Brent. Hello. I am recently back from vacation in Italy, as we've discussed. Welcome back. Thank you. And a bullshit. <laughs> we had a lot of that there. It was really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big uh, bread fans over there. Big bread fan. Oh, yeah. You mm-hmm. would have hated it. But do you like do you like bruschetta or bruschetta? I, I, I think it's okay. Look, I, uh, I, I feel like... Uh, if you eat bread from a like bread country like that, mm-hmm. it's not manufactured like it is here. Right, uh, it's probably a little bit better. If you have that like airy crust and whatnot, it's oh, a, yeah. it's a little uh, a little more palatable to me. You know, I, I don't yeah. because it's like less bread. Ironically, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, like with all the holes in it, for sure. You're right. Uh-huh. That makes it better. Plus, the that's tomatoes why, are fresh and the basil's fresh. This is true. It's good shit. Yeah. That's why whenever I travel abroad, I take a pocket full of termites with me. Just in case I counter a, a loaf of bread, I'm like, get after it, termites. <laughs> Before then I they just run there. away. That, it turns out they don't <laughs> like bread. I forget every time. I love that you have enough in your stash to bring with you on various vacations, too. That's nice. Oh, yeah. I'm sick with termites. Have you, have you ever checked on the places you've been and see if they've had, like, you know, like an ecosystem collapse because of because of you? Yeah, but I don't think that's really my fault or, mm. if I'm being honest, my problem. So, right, because you're not there anymore. Get better termite uh, invasion protection. Right. Because you know? you, your tourists are coming for your bread. That's right. That's, right. that's basically the slogan. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so yeah, I was uh, recently in Italy and I flew back through England and I was only in the, the Heathrow London airport for a little while, but... Uh, while I was there, I texted my friend James, who was originally from England, but has uh, mm-hmm. lived in Texas for a long time now. And uh, I was like, hey. Wow. Talk, talk about a culture mm. shock. That's like the, one of the most American right? places you can go. And I know like New York is, is can be that for people as well. Mm. But if you're going to be like, God bless America. I mean, <laughs> right, like. This is the place to land. <laughs> this, yeah. Texas is the place to be for that, I suppose. I mean, I think the gun culture alone, so different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, yeah. But yeah. The the foods, though, mostly uh, he digs and everything, but um, there's obviously stuff from home that he misses. And so I knew his parents were coming into town soon. And so uh, I knew that they'll bring him like snacks. But I was like, hey, I'm in the airport. I got like 10 bucks of like airport money because they missed my flight. Uh, I want to get some snacks. And so he was like, I'm good. Wait, on wait, wait. Ten, mm-hmm. 10 bucks of airport money. Airport money. Like the airport gave it to you? Yeah. The airline gave it to me. British Airways. For- because... Um, they took an hour too late to to fly out of Milan, or fly out of Florence, and so I landed an hour late in London, and then missed my flight. Oh. Oh. And they were like, "Here's ten dollars. <laughs> Have some Pringles." <laughs> Basically, she was Holy like, shit. she was very kind about it. Other people were getting like hotel rooms if they had to stay. I was going to have to stay the night, yeah. but uh, I, she was able to rebook me within like three hours, so I only had to stay in the oh. airport for a little while. And she was like, "Hey, mm-hmm. here's something. You know, it's good." Uh, yeah. It was cool because they got me some snacks, um, and I figured while while in London, might as well get some English snacks. James didn't need any, uh, so I, I I texted him about one certain type of Pringles, and then mm-hmm. also got some candy bars. But uh, the Pringles are the main feature here because I don't have. Okay. With me, I was going to try them on the show last week, but I was sick, so I went ahead and brought them to work. I got to try them with James, uh, who was a fan of them already, and tried them with a bunch of guys at work. Um, so now I've, I have like a sample size of about twelve people uh, with these, and these okay. are not available in the United States that I've ever seen, but they are prawn cocktail Pringles. Mm. Okay. This is a flavor over there, apparently. Like uh, they have like a, it's a different name for Lay's, but they have like a, a Lay's. I think it's like Walkers or something. But um, he's had them like that. Uh, the Pringles, though, you open it up, um, 
uh, immediately you get hit with like a tangy, tangy, like almost like uh, barbecue ketchup-y sort of thing. And uh, you realize okay. it's mostly the cocktail sauce. So it's not so much prawn is like a shrimp. So it's not so much like shrimpy, but it's like shrimp cocktail. Um, and I remember mm-hmm. it's there is a bag of those. I think Nick Frost eats them or something in, in one of the like Cornetto trilogy movies or I've, I've heard of them in some British like pop culture, uh, but mm-hmm. I've never been able to try them. So, uh, yeah, James had them, loved them. Uh, I surprisingly really dug them. Uh, what? I know, dude, it's so weird. And it's almost ketchup y. They had ketchup Pringles in Italy as well. Um, mm-hmm. But we didn't get those. Amanda wanted them, but we got the, the regular. But uh, these were kind of like cocktail sauce. They're, I, I think you would really like them. I wish I could send you some, or maybe you can order some someday. But um, they are like, I don't know, they're like orangey looking, sort of reddish. Uh, powder on them and it is like cocktail sauce and it's like tangy and kind of good we decided they're really strong like if you could layer a prawn cocktail and a regular pringle over and over again in a pringles can man that would be the dream just go back and forth yeah but, uh, but yeah i think you would dig it man you should try it out i feel like i've had something similar to this mm. before so uh for a while i was subscribed to this uh snack service called universal yums oh have yeah. you heard of this uh no i've heard of some like that but i don't think i've heard of that one it's a subscription box mm-hmm. uh company and they send you um snacks from a particular region of the world right uh, and they rotate per month or whatever That's fun so at one point i got some stuff from um Oh, one of the jolly old countries over there. Mm. And it had some, like, prawn stuff in oh, there. Oh, okay. And it was like, oh, okay, this is like, I mean, I like everything. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to kid, you know? Like, I'm not picky, you know? Okay. Right. Sure, I'll bring termites to a bread fight, but, <laughs> right. you know? Yeah, I'm not picky. <laughs> I'm otherwise, like, you know, pretty chill about all of them. But I, I liked it. I'm surprised you did because you oh, uh, I know. typically don't like seafood anything. I do like shrimp, but I would never expect to like a shrimp flavored something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like that doesn't sound very good to me. Um, and the, the cocktail sauce, like if I eat shrimp, it's usually fried, but I don't eat mm-hmm. it with cocktail sauce. I, I have sometimes get like a, I'm more like a garlic shrimp guy if it's like sauteed or something. Um, so that's not even my flavor, but so they were just so surprising to me. I thought I would fucking hate them. They sounded disgusting to me. And then mm-hmm. they were like, oh, it's not so bad, you know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And then everybody kind of agreed with that there was a few people that just refused to eat them um yeah. but everybody that tried them was kind of like wow well, yeah actually that's not so bad I, w- I would have some of those so see i don't understand refusing to try something new it just mm-hmm. doesn't calculate to me like mm-hmm. uh when they had those jelly bellies that were like booger flavored or whatever vomit flavored that <laughs> like, i gotta stuff. try it <laughs> well if like somebody had one and they're like do you want to try this it tastes like shit i'd be like well you gotta have a new flavor experience so like, why not you yeah, know that is shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tastes just like i kind of prefer the acid reflux uh, mm-hmm. jelly bean but you know vomit will do in a pinch <laughs> i suppose but yeah so, well, I, I, again, I'm, I'm proud of you for uh, stepping out of your comfort zone a little bit and, and trying. And, you know, listeners, uh, Stephen has done something else out of his comfort zone. Oh. Listen to the outtakes for that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of stuff kind of interesting right now. But, yeah, uh, yeah Brent, uh, do you have any food-related things to talk about? Oh, my goodness, Stephen. I'm so glad you asked. What? I had no idea. Do I? <laughs> it's not like we had planned this. Uh, so this is Coca-Cola Creations. They've got a another new, new flavor, Stephen. Yeah. Mm. This is a full sugar one. They had a zero calorie version of this, but I went for the, the full bodied one. This one is the limited edition Y3000 
And I don't know why. <laughs> I don't 3,000. Know why 3, but, uh, yeah, so I came across this in the store. I thought, well, here's another thing for me to try and be disappointed by on the podcast. So totally. let's give this a shot. So let me open this bad boy up. Oh, 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 oh. I was trying to fight it. That was good. Coke always right, has the win on that, man. The sound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's pretty solid. All right. Let's uh, let me give this a shot. Have you come across any of these uh, Coca-Cola creations? I have in not the, in the wild. I have not had any of them and I didn't know they had a new one. Um, I was talking to people recently about people trying these and I brought mm-hmm. up you that you always try them and uh, here you come with one. And so you don't disappoint for sure. And let's mm-hmm. see if the Coke does. Brent, what is your review? It's OK. You know, it's mm-hmm. not as uh, weird as some of the previous ones I've had. Mm. Uh, I don't know what this flavor profile is. I don't know why they're doing this. Coke, what are you doing? <laughs> You're Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, man. You don't need to do What's this. Happening? What is happening here? You you are a sucker for them, though. That's yeah, what they're I mean, doing. You got to have this sweet, sweet content, baby. Right. You know? Hey, if you yeah. like it. Well. If you don't. I don't know. You'll drink it You possibly way. could. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Because it, it all kind of tastes the same as the uh, the previous ones I've tried. Right. But uh, this one is slightly different somehow. Let me see if I can figure out what exactly this, this flavor is. That's the thing, too. It's uh, like they don't even know, so they just call it weird fucking names. Yeah. What flavor like, is Y3000 Coke? Uh, tastes fruity and has notes of vanilla, butter, and caramel. Oh. Well, all right. Fruity and fall bakery? I guess. I don't know. I wish nah, they need to stop doing this. <laughs> I need to stop doing this. It's my fault. I love yeah, that you're blaming them. How dare you put this new product in front of me that I have to buy? God damn it. This is we go file a class action lawsuit. You better, man. It's They've done fault. this to me yet again. You know? It's their fault. I mean, there's something to be said about sugar. I think that's probably the most addictive substance that I actually ingest. So yeah, they yep, do keep us coming true. back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if uh, listeners could tell, but I've got some like uh, I don't know. I, I don't have a cold or anything, but my throat is like strained. Oh, okay. so uh, I feel like I I, I I sound weird. I don't think it's that noticeable, but um, I always think I sound noticeable, and you're like, no, you sound fine, and I'm like, well, I got to mention it. So totally with you there, man. Uh, yeah. I'm also a little scratchy myself, but hopefully mm-hmm. getting over my thing. Hopefully you don't come down with anything, Brent. Hopefully not. Oh, I'm no. glad people won't understand this. I am Jesse the Body Ventura now. <laughs> Let me tell you all about Minnesota and his many conspiracies. <clears throat> that was a mistake. That wasn't good. Yeah, that's probably the best thing to do whenever your throat hurts. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, did you want to get into a few mini topics as well? Does that sound good? Oh my goodness. Did you want do to start us I off? Ever? Uh, yeah, let me, mm-hmm. uh, let me pull up my list here. Um, actually, I just want to, uh, probably mention just one thing this go round, okay. which is since I've got MGM plus through, I guess, half of October at this point, because mm. I'm canceling that subscription after that. <laughs> right. So it's, it's a fine service, but you know, I see a lot of those same movies repeated on different streaming services, prime mm-hmm. video, paramount plus, et cetera. It's one so, of those, uh, yeah. yeah, like if, if you are getting just like one streaming service, like if you rotate throughout the month, I think uh, MGM Plus is an okay yeah. uh, app to use, you know, for a month, and then you rotate for another one to right, right. get some that different content. But while I've got it, I watched a an MGM Plus uh, series, uh, original series. Evidently, it aired on Stars sometime in 2022, okay. but now because of streaming rights, it's on um, MGM Plus, and it's called Blumhouse's Compendium of Horror. Oh, Have you heard of this? Not at all. No. 
So uh, Blumhouse is the uh, the horror um, studio, right. I guess, or is that what it is? Yeah, um, yeah. They they put Production out a bunch studio. of uh, yeah. modern like horror movies. Right. Uh, your Get Outs, your um, Get Outs Two, your Get Out. They did Halloween twenty eighteen right? again. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they have Michael in their Blumhouse like logo in the beginning, or like their whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Happy Death Day. Uh, you know, a lot of these these type of movies and whatnot. They're kind of like the my second late latest favorite behind like A twenty four. They're like a yeah. They're a name that I recognize, or at least one of them. They're a name I recognize that uh, they have hits and misses more than I think A twenty four does. But uh, I generally like their stuff. They they have interesting things and they they fund interesting projects. So I, I dig them. Yeah, and I feel like if it. If anything, it's going to be entertaining, you know, even right. if it's not great or whatever. But uh, uh, for the most part, I enjoy their uh, the content they, they put out. And um, so this docuseries, it's five episodes. They're all about like 50, 55 minutes each. Okay. And uh, it walks you through horror throughout the decades. And it's, it's not like it just focuses on like... Um, you know, the, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s. It, it goes by, um, it kind of splits it up amongst, like, world events. Mm. So it takes uh, things that are happening um, cool. during that time in, in the world, and it shows, oh, horror reacted to that by creating these type of movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's really interesting to see this timeline put together that way. Yeah. I've seen quite a few horror documentaries over the past couple of years uh, just on... Um, uh, Shutter right. and um, maybe one other streaming service where they have uh, things that are similar to that, like you know horror throughout the decades. But I haven't really seen one where it comp- uh, compares modern or uh, events at that time to right. uh, what horror is doing and how it responds to those actions. And uh, it was okay, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it, I, I just feel like an execution. Uh, yeah, but I think part of it is just because I've seen similar content before, so I, I kind of understand, like, right. there's only so many movies you can cover, uh, in a fixed amount of time. I mean, like, there's so many horror movies, uh, over the the timeline of horror that you kind of just want to touch on the, the big hits, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it starts back in the 50s with the Universal Monsters, which was cool, and then you work your way forward. They go through, like, Godzilla and those type of, like, kaiju monsters, and then they move forward to slashers, and then you've got uh, modern horror is where it ends. Mm-hmm. And it focuses primarily on Blumhouse movies, mm-hmm. which makes sense. I know it's a Blumhouse uh, series, but, you know... I feel like Blumhouse plus A24 is really where you're going to find, like, the more mm-hmm. um, uh, elevated horror type stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, so, they could have just been producing it as a, uh, a a fan of horror and then just kind yeah. of done more things, whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, I suppose at the end of the day, it's still like an advertising yeah. thing for them or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's cool, um, though. I loved, like, horror documentaries, so it's always, I'm always on the lookout for new ones. There's still some on yeah. Shutter that I haven't seen, so... Oh, oh, really? Yeah, I don't. It seems like there's a bunch on there. There's like an Eli Roth one, like History of Horror. There's um, the like In Search of Darkness series. Um, hmm. So there's like just different different series that I want to check out. Kind of like a yeah, History of Horror stuff. I think yeah, I've, I think I've seen at least one of those In Search of Darkness ones. Right. There's like a third one I... out or coming out or something. Um, I oh, think, really? Yeah, there's like more of them. Um, I, I find out about those because the guy that does the poster, I follow as like a movie poster artist. And oh. then he posts those sometimes. And I'm like, oh, there's a new one. And uh, he does really good <laughs> with them, too. They, they look yeah. awesome. I don't mm-hmm. remember his name right now. But um, 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, I need to check those out. Um, I find that I I gravitate more towards the actual movies than the documentaries and stuff about the movies. And then, uh, mm-hmm. but I want to find more of them. So, well, it's uh, kind of weird for me because I see a lot of people talking about movies I haven't seen before, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, oh, I want to watch this. So That's I true. like keep adding things to my list or right. queue or whatever. And then I just never get around to it, you know, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe maybe one day I'm, I'm slowly chipping away at a lot of horror stuff. So, uh, right. Uh, all said, I think it's a, a, a decent watch if people want uh, right some more like horror documentary stuff to uh, feast their eyes upon. Absolutely, man. Always good to find new stuff. Uh, if Hell and yeah. when I find that I have the time for MGM Plus. <laughs> maybe yeah. that free week. Free week you get that free that. week, watch that, and uh, watch that. The, the, the RoboCop uh, remake. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Call it good. Yep. <laughs> I did think about that. I did save some of the years from last time. Um, and that was what, like the RoboCop series in general. I was kind of curious for two and three. <clears throat> I looked at the mm-hmm. posters and kind of about the movies afterwards, and I was like, man, I'm, I wonder if I do, if I watched them, if I'd remember parts of them from my childhood mm-hmm. uh and then the fact that fred decker did the third one uh i started watching some of his like i watched monster squad recently and then i watched um uh night of the creeps i'm in the middle of that which is his other oh. movie i only recently found that i also yeah. love so i'm like i just like his aesthetic stuff so um mm-hmm. i want to check those out and then you surprised me so much with the robocop remake uh reboot so i was like oh man now i gotta watch that too so mm-hmm. apparently i have a quadrilogy in my future uh we'll see though once once i get mgm plus <laughs> Look, I heard from another one of our uh, listeners slash friends, um, and look, I don't want to dox this person, but his name is Daniel Sanchez, and he signed off on the RoboCop remake as well, hey, so I'm just saying, it's a fun straight. ride, you know? Listen, you know? Give it a chance. I, I, I feel like I could, after all, these, all, after all these years of not watching it, and then you saying mm-hmm. that, and I have low expectations, that yeah. just like, you know, it can be fun, and I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I might enjoy that, that'd be interesting. I might even watch it yeah. before the other RoboCops. So I don't have them tainted with the old guy. You know, <laughs> there is a, uh, a huge disparity in how quickly RoboCop moves in the oh, remake yeah. versus the, the old ones, because uh, in the uh, new one, he's like hauling ass everywhere. He's mm-hmm. like running. He's, he's just a basically like man would. Exactly. Right. And then in the old movies, he's like, grr, chunk, grr, chunk, <laughs> just like really taking his time, making a meal out of every step, you know? Ironically, he fights that really slow, big machine, the mech that you talked about in the first RoboCop. Ed 209. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now he is basically that to the new RoboCop. Like yep. he would be, like, he would be dead <laughs> instantly, right? If they fought each yeah. other. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. So I want to talk about one thing today, and it's one that you had talked about a little bit, teased oh, last so episode. Uh, and that is Listener, are you ready oh my gosh go. uh, go. the brand new movie hulu's no one will save you that you yes mentioned. Uh, i don't even want to say it's hulu's it's no one will save you on hulu and uh man you had mentioned it i already heard about a lot about it just uh, that it was getting a lot of hype and i was getting hulu that night and i went ahead and did it after uh, right after the podcast so i watched this sunday night and uh brent i'm gonna spoil this right now i also watched this monday night and i also watched this wednesday night <laughs> wow <laughs> That's great. I am in love with this movie. Uh, I'm very curious for your thoughts, but uh, this movie was perfect to me. So uh, I've oh, always talked about it, but man, yeah. Tell me your thoughts. Um, I I uh, I liked it a lot. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what I said on the last episode. So you uh, whatever a lot, I said though. there. Yeah. Um, this movie is uh, uh, it's put together in such a way 
like should we just say like the the conceit of how the movie was made or like I, the the i guess the gimmick of the movie i don't well for one i don't think it's a gimmick um okay. i think it's a choice uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, and we're being cryptic about it right now and people might've heard, I think that that's one of the things people are talking about more. Uh, and mm-hmm. it wasn't even something that it was a, a huge deal to me. Uh, I would say though, that I really liked not knowing much about the movie. Like when we teased it, I had only seen the poster. You had said that as well. We didn't watch trailers before this, just kind of mm-hmm. watched it. All I knew from what you'd said was, uh, and I knew it's like an alien invasion movie. You, I think rightly told me, I was glad to know that it's, there's no twist in that. It is an alien invasion right. movie. You see the straight aliens. up aliens. Yes. So I think that's good to let people know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I almost even think it's too much for me to, to gush about it on here. I, I hope that people just watch it. Um, I don't want to hype it too much, but, uh, for me, man, I just really liked it. So I, yeah, as, as spoiler free as we can, um, talk about some of these, uh, some of the stuff that happens in this movie. So, uh, obviously, um, Caitlin Deaver's in it. She's amazing. Yep. Love that. Mm-hmm. Um, the things that I love about this movie, I can't really talk about because I think it spoils it. But um, <laughs> I just really, I just need to talk to someone about it. So I had to talk to you about it. Well, great. So are, are how I much are we talking about it? I don't know what to say about it, Brent. <laughs> I almost, I'm like, we should talk off air. I don't want to ruin okay. it for anybody. And I feel yeah. like knowing as little as I did going into it was was the best because uh, mm-hmm. I had no expectations. And then when, when it delivered, it really delivered. And, uh, and as you said, I just wanted to reiterate, I guess, to people like, don't, don't read anything about it. Don't watch trailers. Just watch the movie. Let it unfold. It's an alien invasion movie. You know that it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's tense and, uh, and we dig it. Yeah. It's, it's good. What, what did you think about the like ending in general? Again, without spoiling anything. You had talked about having to look it up. I also did at the end. Uh, I had mm-hmm. some different idea. I feel like it, it ends like it, it, it has an ending, which I like. It's not like totally open ended. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just how you kind of interpret things. And there are different ways. There's a lot of stuff in the movie. I think there's a lot of symbolism in the movie. There's a lot of um, <clears throat> kind of like uh, personal turmoil stories that go along with the like action that's going on on screen. Um, that's why I kept watching it. The more I watched the the more I was like, man, I, that, that seems like there's a connection. And that seems like there's a connection. So at mm-hmm. the end, I also had one idea when I read it. I had a third idea. And the more I've been thinking about it, or a second idea, the more I've thought about it, I have a third idea. So I take it multiple ways. Um, oh, okay. But I liked it. Yeah. I dug, I dug yeah. how, it, how it ended. Yeah, so did I. Like it, I, I wasn't sure exactly what happened at the end when I, when I first saw it. But then I looked it up, uh, like I said, on the last episode. And I... I just think it ends wonderfully. Right, uh, it's, good. It's like not anything that you would expect mm-hmm. the uh, protagonist of a movie to be okay with. Mm-hmm. But I mean, look, I mean, you you gotta play the hand you're dealt sometimes, you know? Right. It's just, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's just a gem of a movie. I really dig yeah. it. Uh, I love Alien movies, and this one really delivered. Uh, the other reason I wanted to bring it back up was because. Once I saw it and I looked up stuff about it, I I found out who directed it, who wrote directed it. His name is Brian Duffield, and he had also done the movie Spontaneous. Did you ever watch that hmm. one? No, doesn't ring a bell. Spontaneous is cool. Uh, when I last saw it, it was on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's from twenty twenty, I believe. Uh, he also wrote Love and Monsters. Oh, okay. Which we, like. we're big fans of here. Uh, he uh, he directed Spontaneous, um, which is a movie where. I think it's just teenagers, but maybe people start spontaneously combusting all over the world <laughs> and you don't know when it's going to happen. And the movie yeah. is a romantic comedy. 
essentially. Of, of course. And How could it not be? It is so fun and different and interesting, and the, the people involved are really great. I uh, like the actors. Um, and I loved that movie. Uh, my dad had told me about it. And then Love and Monsters, I also thought looked like whatever. And then I think you had told me like it was good and I watched it and I fucking love that movie. Um, so yeah, he, uh, he's quickly becoming one of my, my favorite people, uh, around right now. And, uh, yeah, so no one will save you is like his new directing, writing, directing one. And mm-hmm. I think he knocked out of the park. So, uh, if you, if you've seen spontaneous, watch that one. If you've seen no one will save you watch spontaneous, uh, it delivers mm-hmm. as well. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what else he does, but man, he's got an aesthetic that I fucking dig. That's awesome. I got to check out spontaneous then. Yeah. Like, it sounds vaguely familiar, but I, I couldn't quite place it. I saw that it comes out, or it came out in 2020, and I felt like something happened that year where that took know. my attention elsewhere. I, could, huh. I can't quite remember huh. what happened. I, I think know. maybe it's just, like, the number 20 repeats. Like, what what, right. like, what kind of year is this, dude? <laughs> it's so weird. That's what everybody was talking about. Yeah, uh, it was wild. Yeah, a lot of things got lost, and that was one of the ones that, like, was kind of direct to streaming, but I think... Uh, that one, uh, Spontaneous, and then Especially No One Will Save You, I, this is the first streaming movie, at least I've seen it in a very long time, that I was like, this should have been in theaters, like, this should be yeah. a fucking, like, blockbuster movie to me, uh, but yeah, it is what it is, and, uh, I'm just glad I was able to see it, so, hell yeah, yeah. very cool, so No One Will Save You, uh, go check it out on Hulu. Man, I'm so glad that you liked it, oh. like, I know you were planning to watch it before I mentioned it, but even still... It makes me feel good. It helps. You heeded my advice. <laughs> and the way you told me was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Leaving it leaving it yeah. simple, which we already had to ruin on here. But uh, people are people already heard you say that and they should have watched it already now. Guys, get well, out there and do it. We still didn't like spoil like the main uh um con- well, I guess like we didn't say Bruce the way Willis the movie is constructed. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bruce Willis is back. Oh god. I he, forgot. He is the alien. He's mm-hmm. the alien. Mm-hmm. He pulls off his mask. It's, it's it's the it's the kid from Disney's The Kid, starring Bruce Willis, and that kid. <laughs> yeah. Nobody remembers his name, but he's also in the movie. Yeah, and he fights cop and a half. It's wild. What? It's in mm-hmm. the movie. Pooch is there as well. <laughs> Couldn't get Turner. You know. Yeah. All right. Uh, did you want to get into our main topic then? Let's go for it. Because uh, my throat is getting stretchy. Yours, I believe, as well. So, uh, do you want a cough drop? Dude, if you, Would you like a lozenge? In, if you could spit that in my mouth, that'd be great. I said that's great. In. If you could just, mm-hmm. thank you. Uh, well, mm-hmm. I got it. Give jab. Oh, don't do that. Mm. Uh, no, 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 no. Mm. no. <laughs> <in> your mouth. <laughs> mm. All right, so let's go to the main topic, which uh, today is our first of October Horror Month, and I'm very excited because uh, you suggested this one, and uh, that movie is Monster House which is from yeah. 2006 animated movie. Um, did you want to lead us off on this? Since you were uh, the one that had sure. seen it? Like, yeah. So um, real quick note, you know what they call Monster House in Germany? Nope. Monsterhausen. <laughs> I'm going to check with Andy and see if that's true. No, no, don't ask him. <laughs> don't. I bet it even sounds cooler in German. Like monster in German? I bet that's a, that's a cool word. No, I think we've got it. Okay. Americans invented it. Monster House? We did that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Monster House is a... uh, Look, let's do like non-spoilers first, and then we can get into the the spoiler talk after that. But for right now, um, I'll just say that uh, Monster House is a CGI animated movie from 2006. It uh, is a a, a movie from Amblin Entertainment. They're one of the uh, production companies that worked on this. Right on. And it has a, a feeling of like 
child exploration, but also um, life-threatening danger that right. you kind of expect from a from a Goonies or <laughs> yeah, yeah. an ET or something like that. You know, it is kind um, of like that. But the teenagers can be getting into some real shit, and uh, yeah. it can be uh, like a little danger in there and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but uh, three kids, uh, they're uh, posted up in a house across from this monster house. They're trying to figure out what the hell is going on mm-hmm. and uh, see if they can figure out the origins of Ooh. said house. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I want to say that uh, I had never watched this movie, but my family is a big fan of it. And I didn't know you were a big fan of it, though. But you said you you and your wife watch this like every October. Is that right? Uh, not every October, but uh, we've probably seen this maybe like eight or nine times at this point. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, we so just really dig it. It's a lot of fun, yeah. Right on. We went to go see this in theaters when it came out, as a matter of fact. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, was that like one of your first dates? Uh, no. <laughs> yes, we've been together for like three years at that point, and then I was like, okay, I just got to date this lady out. <laughs> yeah, let's see what, let's see what happens. Uh, but no, it's like, uh, you know, we, we used to go to the movies all the time, and, uh, uh, you know, because of the pandemic, that slowed down a bit. Right. Uh, you know, plus we have streaming and all this stuff. But... Uh, yeah, like we, we always uh, like to go see like you big um, animated fans, animated. Yeah, 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 it's fun. We have good times with it. Right on. Um, so yeah, I'd never seen this. My family, as I said, is, uh, are big fans. My dad likes this movie. My uh, nephew, Christian, who I mentioned a lot on this show, uh, likes this movie. Um, and they mm-hmm. told me like, it's really good. I think I didn't watch it. What I, what I realized during the movie is that I, uh, I think why I didn't watch it is because it, it came out after, uh, Polar Express, which was like the same motion capture stuff that Zemeckis developed for yeah. that, they used for this. Yeah. And it just didn't look that great, the 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 animation style. And uh, that was my biggest challenge watching it this time, was the, the mm-hmm. animation style. And like, I, I didn't realize they were mocap. I, I think you had mentioned that, but I had forgotten it until mm-hmm. I looked it up afterwards. And I was like, oh, they, they move weird almost. <laughs> it's like bit, it's yeah. mocap, so it should be more natural, but it's like the mocap wasn't like perfected then or something i mean they'd done gollum at the time i don't know it just they look yeah. like clunkily almost a little bit yeah i think they didn't have the rigging quite worked yeah. out to where the actor's wrist would turn a certain way but it wouldn't like mirror to the the cgi character or right. whatever but a lot of like weird arm and hand stuff sometimes but um i, I you know i look past all that with yeah. this with this one do you, yeah do you like the the style of like the art though um it's all right like i uh, I kind of like the movie despite the mm. the visuals in a way. Right on. Because um, the story is great. Like, the kids are great. Yeah. yeah that, mm-hmm. that, the visuals was my, was my biggest thing for sure. Yeah. Like, it, it looks like it's um, claymation or Almost. maquettes or something like that. Right, right. Um, and their heads are huge. It, yeah. Like a, like, a, <laughs> like a puppet or something. But they're not yeah, animated exactly. like puppets, really. Like it's, I don't know. It's just like a weird. It's almost like an uncanny valley sort of thing to me. A little bit, yeah. yeah. But it's like those cartoonishly proportioned bodies is what makes it watchable to me. Because mm. if it was just like, um, uh, fuck, what was the the train movie? Uh, Polar Express. Uh-huh. If it was that, and they were just like straight up CGI representations of, of oh, people, like a one to one, that, looks that would weird. be like unnerving to me, right? Right. But because they're so like comically proportioned, mm-hmm. it's like okay, th- this is like our terp- 
or artistic interpretation. Yeah. So it's it's not as uh, jarring to me. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and I do mm-hmm. love the house. I love the design of the house. Um, and uh, I knew that was going to be a big part of it for me that I would mm-hmm. like. Like, it, it reminds me of like Goosebumps or Are You Afraid of the Dark? Like stuff I grew up on. But I'd gotten out of that stuff by this point. And I think if I was a kid, like my nephew grew up on this. He was. I don't know. He was born like around 2000 or something. Um, so it's like he was really little when this came out. That's probably perfect for him. It didn't have any yeah. kind of nostalgia for me or anything like that. I think I once I watched it, um, also because of the era it came out in, like post-Polar Express and stuff, I think I would have accepted it more had I watched it mm-hmm. then, and I would have liked it more now. I definitely liked it, but um, it just didn't hold like a super special place for me, I guess. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm curious to watch it with like – like an audience, I guess sometime would be fun like yeah. with my family or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think this is more of a, I don't even know if it's a cult classic, but I, I see it on TV from time to time. Uh, yeah. so it's, I don't know. I, maybe people, uh, like this. I don't know. I just, I like it. Fuck hey, it. Hey, right on. You know? I know. And more power to you. <laughs> um, I think it has like a pretty good, like rotten tomatoes, which, you know, uh, I still, uh, listen to or whatever, but it's, it's here mm-hmm. or there for, for different reviews now. But, um, I looked up monster, monster tomatoes. Cause I was trying to type while I was, I was talking <laughs> monster house, rotten tomatoes would be uh, my, my better thing. But, um, yeah, I, I think that this has like a, a pretty big fan base, um, especially with like, you know, families and kids and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, being an animated movie, but, uh, it looks like it's yeah. like a 75, I guess. So hey, that's, that's pretty like, good. Yeah. It's like certified. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, uh, for me, I wish I would have watched it earlier, but I did like it. Um, I definitely wanted to mention as well that I, uh, wanted to watch this movie. It was originally released in 3d. Did you watch it in 3d in theaters? Do you remember that? I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't have any memory of that. I wonder, um, it was one of the movies like in that era, like pre avatar and stuff, but still like, mm-hmm. there was a lot of like animated 3d stuff at the time. And, uh, it was one of those. And that, that intrigues me. I I'm, I'm a big 3d fan. It's kind of gimmicky, but I like it. So, uh, mm-hmm. I've been getting all these different movies and I hadn't come across that one yet. So I looked it up and it was uh, brand new. It was still like eight or $9 or something from, from Amazon. So I went ahead and bought the mm-hmm. Blu-ray and that's what I watched for this. So, uh, I that's what I watched for this for the first half at least because mm-hmm. I couldn't watch oh. anymore. <laughs> I'm, oh, a, no. I'm a big fan of 3D. Uh, it was really it just didn't uh, a lot of animated stuff pops and it didn't really pop. Uh, it's a really mm-hmm. dark movie, so maybe that was part of it. And my projector is not super bright or, or that great at 3D, but uh, some other things look really great on it. And this one just didn't really like do that much for me and Mm. i think partly it was the characters as well like the design of them in 3d made it it made it look like i was playing like um super mario 64 like okay that kind of like poly block looking people almost it was weird in like 3d Mm -hmm. it was like just jarring to me so then i took it off and i kind of like soured my movie experience a little bit i didn't really dig it in the beginning and then once I took them off, like halfway through, uh, I exponentially enjoyed the movie as it went on. Like the story goes <laughs> along too, but I was like, this is much better. Yeah. So it weirdly yeah. took away from the experience for me, which it usually doesn't. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm curious to rewatch it again and just 2D and see what I think as well. But uh, yeah, 3D yeah. was not really my, my jam for this, surprisingly. Well, I mean, you know, I've never really sat down and watched anything with an at-home like 3D DVD or Blu-ray player. Right. Is that... I've done it in the theater before, mm-hmm. but do you feel like it's a different experience at home versus in the theater? Like, 
just it, like overall quality it depends um because there's i've done it on tvs and then projectors mm-hmm. i have a projector that i use it on and it's similar to that i think the projectors in the theaters are obviously much bigger but they're brighter um which is an issue with 3d in general but um they're gonna be brighter than mine uh mine's pretty good though i would love to show you something like i just got jurassic park in 3d and mm. I still need to check that one out. But um, I, I know it's gimmicky, but it's it can be fun just to, like, experience, a, especially an older movie that you know like like that or, like, um, the old, like, Disney animated movies are pretty cool um, just to see them in a different way. But um, yeah. TVs as well, uh, uh, my in-laws have a TV that's, like, okay, but my dad has a TV that is like the theaters. It's, like, passive glasses where it's just, like, you put on glasses that look like sunglasses um mm. and it's it's just different and it looks way better that technology's better so um i love watching stuff on his tv which is an older one but uh my projector yeah. does pretty well um this one just didn't quite hit it for me so okay well hey we can only do what we can do you we know we can only do what we can do and that's why mm. i continue to watch this movie in 2d and uh i think that's about all i can say i mean i could get into the cast list real quick if you want before we get to spoiler talk yeah let's do that is that cool um mm-hmm. so uh a lot of voices uh, kind of peaked my ear whenever I heard them. I wondered for you. You knew a lot of my guests. Like you probably don't remember when you first watched it. Do you, did you? Remember? I did. But as I was watching it, I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot this person's in it, or I forgot this person's mm. in there." Um, that's one of my favorite things about going into an animated movie, like semi uh, blind to the cast list that's mm-hmm. in there. It's like trying to. It's the fun of trying to go through your brain, like, "Oh, whose voice is this? It sounds so familiar." And sometimes, right. like, that's you'll cool. get it. And you're like, "Oh, I fucking know exactly who this is." And other times, you're like. <laughs> I, this is, it's like ringing a bell yes. but it's like I, I can't quite get it and then you look it up after the fact and you're like oh shit yeah it should have been that um but uh yeah let, let's go through the cast list well and, i'll say i'll jump off yeah. of that and say kathleen turner was that for me um she's mm-hmm. not in it a whole lot but she's uh uh one of the voices i don't want to ruin it right now but right. she's one of the mm-hmm. voices and hers is a voice that like i recognize generally but this time i was like it's so familiar but i couldn't place it uh and that's yeah. interesting uh steve buscemi is never cracker i i kind of got mm-hmm. that one but i kept feeling like he was something somebody else at different points because um, mm-hmm. he plays like an old man um but he was pretty great uh maggie gyllenhaal was the one that drove me crazy i could not fucking figure her out that's so funny oh man but then but then after you know it yes and you look at that character 100%. you're like oh okay it looks like her even, yeah they even like design it like yeah. her um she plays z the the babysitter um the two kids um i don't really know from anything they look kind of familiar but when i looked up their credits they were like i don't know like disney shows or like younger shows oh, the two boys yeah and mm-hmm. then uh jenny who's the the girl that they meet up with um that's spencer Locke. um she's in that movie detention i've told you about i don't think you've seen it yet from like 2015 do you remember me telling you about that movie uh it sounds fam- familiar okay she's said, really said good the, at uh, it. Is that the one with the the Hunger Games guy in it? Yes. Um, I can't remember PETA, but I can't remember his real name right now. Josh Hutcherson, Hutchinson? Uh, or yeah. Hutcherson. Um, yeah, it's a really weird movie, but uh, I, I really dig it, and I, I think you would like it. But she's in it, and she's fucking great in that movie. So when I saw that she was the voice for this, I didn't recognize her, but uh, I was really into that because um, she's pretty great. Uh, so that's Spencer Locke. Um, John okay. Heater and Jason Lee are both voices of, like, boyfriends uh, or, like, uh, ones like um kind of like a arcade dude like comic book dude and uh, mm-hmm. jason lee is kind of like a, a rocker dude bad boyfriend um kevin yeah. james is a, a police officer i didn't recognize him either but um once oh, i heard God. it i was like oh that's really him so yeah, i love them like, iconic off yeah i love kevin james like i know it's 
Mm-hmm. Like he's part of the like Sandler's crew and everything, but like, but like I'm I, coming I around forgot. on them at least in terms of like uh, ever since Adam Sandler released a song uh, about Chris Farley, I think yeah. uh, last year, and I just realized mm-hmm. like he just wants to hang out with his friends as much as possible, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. man, you do I know, that. I know. Like, I'm like, the, you guys can make whatever you want. I heard someone on a podcast mention that once before, and I was like. Oh, that's really nice. He just wants to take vacations with his friends <laughs> right. and make a movie while he's there. <laughs> that's that's a, so sweet. Because so it's sweet. like they all take their families and they right. like hang out on the weekends and shit. It's like, fuck. That's, yeah. That's a yes. pretty good life. That is pretty solid. And you know? he makes fucking bank at it. Like people like those yeah, movies. So, exactly. Uh, more power yeah. to him. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah uh, Catherine O'Hara and Fred Willard are the mom and dad. They also mm-hmm. I kind of recognized, but uh, I always love when both of them show up and stuff. Uh, are there any other names you wanted to throw out there? Do you remember? I mean, I think that's that's the bulk of them right there. Um, did you say Nick Cannon? <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? He's the other officer. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that was a weird character. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so just, yeah, tons of people in this. But um, I didn't recognize a bunch of them. I was surprised. And then when I saw it, you, like you said, it's like you kick it out of your head. But uh, yeah. it's pretty good. Uh, the last one I want to mention is the director of this is Gil Keenan. And uh, I didn't know him from anything else. This was his first, like, big movie. Um, he went on to direct... Um, poltergeist the remake which i was not a big fan of but he wrote uh, co-wrote ghostbusters afterlife and then he is writing and directing the sequel to that a sequel to that so uh, i'm intrigued by that this movie had a lot of flair to it especially for being like one of his first movies he did some like short films i think as a student and then they he kind of got this job and uh it was so inventive so uh i was like yeah Yeah. i really like this dude i wonder what he's done and uh, i'm curious for for more so we'll check Mm -hmm. that out too but um before we get into spoilers i just want to say about the uh, I guess like the overall like shots and the vibe of the movie. Mm. Um, there's a lot of like stuff with a, a focus, things coming into focus yeah. or re- receding back into the, the focus, which you don't really see a whole lot of in animation. Mm. So I think it works especially well for this being like a, a spooky yeah, type of call. movie, you know, uh, adjusting the, the focus here and there. Right. And then um, like all the canted angles and, and like Dutch angles and whatnot mm-hmm. that are in the movie. It's just like uh, attention to detail like that is something for I sure. picked up on for, for this rewatch. So uh, I just uh, appreciate that um, aspect of uh, of animation. Yeah, absolutely, you know? man. Um, mm-hmm. It was. Yeah. The attention to detail was really great. I just that's what sucks about it. It's almost like if the characters were better, I would be like, this is a fucking Stone Cold classic. But they, <laughs> yeah. they kind of hold it back for me. Um, but I uh, yeah, I still like the movie and it still shows yeah. a lot of creativity and stuff. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get into some spoiler talk. Sure. Excellent. And I think that's that's um, one of the issues with. It being, you know, you're watching this for the first time in 2023. Right. This movie came out in 2006 and like totally. animation wasn't, you know, where it is now or whatever. So, um, yeah, Especially it's kind of hard animation. Yeah. 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 It's hard to gauge that in your brain, like what animation back then looked like and how right. this compared to other fair during that time. You know, they should have. But at the same time, they should have expected where things would go in the future and they should have tried to emulate that. So I think. That's their number one problem. Yeah, you know? they they weren't. They couldn't future, predict the future. Exactly, they yeah. couldn't predict, and then uh, and that's a that's a them problem, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you know exactly. Like, there's not one bit of dialogue in here that predicts COVID. Right. It's like, like what? What are you even doing, guys? It was a pandemic, guys. Right. You have mocap. You can't. It was serious time travel. You think a monster house is scary? Oh um, man. What about a virus <laughs> that decimates the planet? And you have to stay in your house. Exactly. <laughs> Different. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, spoilers 
from here on out. Um, obviously, I fucking hated this movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Change it up, read the spoilers. Uh-huh. Um, no, man. Uh, yeah, I, I, I did have a little. It was a, uh, distracted, I guess, in the beginning, and that mm-hmm. detracted from my experience of the movie. But uh, mm-hmm. once it started ending, I was really into it. I thought I would watch it in like three parts, just based on the time I had. But I got home yep. late one night after work, and I had like more than half the movie left. That's when I did the non three D, and I just watched it all the way through because it was that entertaining to me. So. Um, yeah. I watched this alone. My wife was uh, getting back from from flying back from Italy. So, uh, but I was curious. I think she would like it. Um, it has such a good fall aesthetic. Um, yes, it is. It has such a creepy, great vibe. It really it mm-hmm. reminded me of like Trick or Treat a little bit. The movie, um, mm-hmm. yeah. and that just like it feels very cozy. Like uh, when I thought you guys watched it every fall or, or every October or whatever, it's like I can mm-hmm. totally see that because uh, it just kind of puts you in the mood. Yeah, if we come across like part of this movie on TV or whatever, we'll just like leave it there and kind of finish out the movie or whatever. But yeah, yeah, purposely like sitting down to watch this movie. Yeah, probably eight or nine times. Um, Let's um, let's talk about like the Amblin of it all. Like I was this was the first time I remember putting two and two together on seeing the Amblin logo Mm. and then like the overall feel of the movie Mm -hmm. being that. Um, Do you feel like like that's consistent with uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. with with some of his older stuff yeah especially yeah uh when they were such a big name like that that name carries um almost like a disney feel to me you know uh mm-hmm. when they have like lots of varied stuff but um yeah this one totally felt that when i saw that i was like that makes sense um image movers is the uh one of the other production companies and that is um the one that did the polar express um they're the ones that like crank the reel to make sure that the <laughs> images appear to be moving that's right okay um, cool and i believe yeah it's it's founded by robert zemeckis so uh, spielberg is like friends with him they've done a lot of stuff together over the years um mm-hmm. so like i think spielberg is also probably a spielberg or amblin is like a producer in a lot of his stuff but um they 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 went on to produce uh image movers digital did like christmas carol with jim carrey in 2009 uh <laughs> mars needs moms which i remember coming out oh. but i don't i've never yeah. seen it um so yeah and then oh beowulf came out in 2007 after this one that Jesus one christ that one has the worst on kenny valley um yeah yeah so uh yeah they 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 have a certain aesthetic and then with spielberg and stuff though like it's i like zemeckis but his later stuff like this when he tried the animation it doesn't always work it's very dated now um and it looked just kind of okay a lot of times then but uh definitely has like a good like spielberg zemeckis vibe to me that is surprising to me that zemeckis does this type of cgi animation when he also worked on who framed roger rabbit which Mm. is just like has dynamite fucking animation in it right so I don't know why he hands are leaning man. so hard yeah. toward like the the realistic like Should've gone the other way. You, yeah, yeah. Do, right. do something a little more uh, playful, you know. Man, I forgot. Give yourself some leeway. I looked back at that too. Yeah, he did *Romancing the Stone*, *Back to the Future*, *Who Framed Roger Rabbit*, *Back to the Future* two and three all in a row. Wow, mm-hmm. that's fucking crazy. That's uh, some bangers right there. Yeah, and he's done yeah some some fucking great shit, but. Um, uh, yeah, the animated stuff just surprises me. When he when he pushes the envelope in a live action movie, it's great. Um, all of those yeah. movies, obviously, very very special effects heavy. Uh, Death becomes her. Forrest Gump. Um, mm-hmm. Contact. Castaway. What lies beneath? All his movies um, that use a lot of like interesting digital effects to to make camera trickery work or or whatever. Yeah. But uh, and they work really well. I think even a lot of them aren't very dated looking. But uh, but then you get to his animated stuff, which he's pretty much done since then. And it's just like hit or miss for me. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't win them all. You know, it sounded like you were speaking backwards. 
Play backwards it just says Hi Santa It's worse than I thought um, do you think this movie is too scary for kids? I was going to ask you if your uh, your nephew Christian had watched it, and you you mentioned that yeah. up top, but uh, he likes it. Yeah, I wonder about his mm-hmm. his little brother is a little more scaredy cat than he is, though. So I wonder mm-hmm. about him. But um, Christian's into all of the crazy you know horror stuff. But sure. Um, but yeah, I I was surprised. I, that's one of the reasons I didn't want to watch it at the time, and I wish I would have now watched it back in two thousand six because it looked like a kids movie, and like you said, it's like the Goonies or something. It's like kids in real danger. Um, it surprised me. Like, there's a dog that gets eaten in it, and then at the <laughs> yeah. end, a bunch of people get uh-huh. like spit out. But like, there's like mm-hmm. cops are murdered in this movie. Uh, a dog is eaten off the street in front of children. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. A man seemingly croaks to death in front of children and lands on his face. Like, there's definitely some like you know ratcheted up suspense and uh, and horror yeah. in this that I was very shocked by. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like some of the visuals with the the house and how creepy it can be like even the shot of uh like they're outside the house that the kids are and they're looking in and they see just the basketball bouncing up and down mm-hmm. with like d- deep blackness behind right, it right. that's that's a little bit reminiscent of like penny weiss's balloon oh, or whatever totally. to me you know like it's just like a a semi-haunting visual for a, right. a, a young child or whatever but um i don't know it, it never feels like it it, it kind of writes the line of being too scary and then um maybe not scary enough mm-hmm. or whatever you know um, yeah yeah i don't know what i'm trying to say <laughs> like my 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 brain is too focused on trying to not click around this uh, uh cough drop in my my mouth oh but, right yeah and sometimes yeah, you need it yeah. but um yeah mm-hmm. it's it surprised me with what it did um it's definitely a kids movie though um i i enjoyed movies as a child like monster squad where they cuss and they're like mm-hmm. 11, 12 years old and they're fucking fighting monsters and there's like blood. Yeah. And, um, I, I think, I don't know, there's a, there's a weird Americanism, you know, it's like, I could watch that, but I couldn't watch like, you know, titties or something, but, uh, <laughs> and that should be like the good thing to watch, you know, but I mm-hmm. still like, I grew up the way I grew up and I like things I like, and I like growing up that way. I, so I, I like stuff that's like that. I like that. Um, you, you can scare kids a little bit, I think. And mm-hmm. uh, and they they can take it and they can be thrilled and maybe have nightmares for a little bit but maybe it's okay uh, every yeah. once in a while and this movie in particular I think rides that line in a good way where it's like mm-hmm. maybe not for for little little kids but um, I think most kids like would would enjoy it you know I think they should play this movie in birthing rooms oh, that's where I'm at that's a monster house right there yeah exactly yeah mm-hmm. I, why a birthing room yeah just to expose the kids early that's smart. yeah that's yeah, smart exactly give them a cigarette while yeah. you're at it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Regular or menthol, you know? <laughs> Let the kid pick. They're old enough to make a choice. You've been born. You can make a choice. You can vote. You can drink. Yeah, you know, welcome. Smoke, whatever you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? So uh, Bones, who is uh, voiced by Jason Lee, he's the... Uh, he He's like the, the rocker guy that goes over to DJ's house uh, and starts making out with the... He, uh, the babysitter Z. Yeah. Yeah. But like one thing I noticed on this rewatch is that uh, he gets shit faced off of one beer. <laughs> like he's he's just there. And then like he's she kicks way. him out and he takes a drink of a beer. He's immediately shit faced. He throws the bottle over into the monster house's yard. Right. And I'm like, who's this fucking 
uh, lightweight ass bitch, you know, oh. showing up here. And he's like, he's, he's wondering about his kite the whole time, you know? Yeah, he's that, another Pennywise thing, by the way, that looked very yeah. uh, reminiscent of that uh, in a great way. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I love Jason Lee, uh, you know, from Mall Rats and stuff. So he always has a yeah. soft spot in my heart because of that. And um, to hear, I, I think his was one that I kind of recognized. But uh, yeah, I love anytime he gets to do anything. So, and he played that role pretty well. And I'm glad he got eaten. I, Back when this movie came out in 2006, IDW, uh, the comic book company, they put out a Monster House comic. That's I wonder and, if you're going to get that. Yeah, of I've had this like for a long time, oh, cool. and uh, I reread it every once in a while when I around the time I watch the movie, and it's kind of cool. It, it fills in some of the blanks of the movie uh, because it's only just this this one comic, but it does flash back and show Bones having his his oh. kite that he's flying. It gets caught in uh, Nevercracker's yard mm-hmm. and then he takes it and storms off. And then later he and um, Skull, uh, mm-hmm. the the guy voiced by John Heater, um, they're in a band uh, called Skull and Bones. <laughs> he he calls them Bones and Skull. Um, and there's some like contention between them uh. and uh, they end up uh, going their separate ways or whatever. Um, and then uh, also the um, the the cop that's voiced by Nick Cannon. Mm-hmm. Evidently, he went to school with them, so it kind of fills in oh, like okay. some backstory for right, some right. of the characters or that whatever. Helps. Yeah, I like that. And then uh, yeah, the the overall story is um, uh, Bones going into the monster house, um, or kind of what happens to him as mm-hmm. he's in the monster house from the movie. Gotcha, right. Yeah, so right. it picks up from there, and he goes through. He he finds his kite, and by the time we get to the end of the comic, it's him crawling out of the debris of the house gotcha. which we see at the end of the movie and everything so uh, it's a cool little does story it, to it, it yeah. fills in that backstory but is it also just the story of the movie essentially too no no it's like it's outside story. of that cool yeah so they're like separate things but it's like two parts of a one whole story or oh, whatever two parts one whole yeah. okay <laughs> that's right <laughs> get your cups ready <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, that's cool, though. I, I saw that they released that. I figured you would have gotten it for the show. Uh, love to hear, of course, since you're a fan of the movie, that you already had it. So, Oh, of course. Yeah, you know. And that you've read it multiple times. Um, mm-hmm. Would you recommend that to me or any other people that liked this movie? Yeah, I mean, like if you like this movie, this is kind of more of that. The right. characters are consistent in both. So, um, yeah, like I'm always going to recommend comics to people. Shit, go get that Fruit Man special <laughs> from a few episodes I back. I still want up. to. That one's cool. Yeah. It's very cool. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and I didn't keep any notes for this. I, I really wanted to okay. just kind of experience it, um, especially with the 3D. I, I, it's hard to write notes when you have glasses on. Um, you know that because you you're four eyes. I have glasses on right now. Right. Yeah, I can. Um, exactly, mm-hmm. nerd. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so if you have any notes you want to bring up, that's great. But um, uh, for me, I'll just say again that um, the, uh, the aesthetic, like you mentioned the aesthetic of the house and that being scary and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved, I was surprised that it wasn't, uh, I guess the, the the way that the house was presented, I really liked. And then that it kind mm-hmm. of morphs throughout time as it gets yes. uglier and uglier. Mm-hmm. And uh, each design I thought was really fucking rad. I love how they would use, yeah. like, split boards for the teeth. Um, when mm-hmm. I when you first see the house, it's not exactly symmetrical, like I was kind of thinking it would be. Like, there are yeah. windows at the top that can be eyes, but they're not, like, the same windows. It's not, like, a symmetrical house. Um, there's some things you can kind of get. But uh, it was so inventive with the things that they did. The, the mm-hmm. like, runner rug that's, like, the long tongue that comes out. Uh, it was yeah. really cool. Um, and then it also surprised me that it's not just the house. It utilizes, like, the grass 
and yeah. the pavement stones and stuff. Like it really yeah. is like you step on the house lawn at all and the house is going to attack you. And, uh, yeah. and that was really fun. Like it was just so inventive uh, more than I expected or needed. And that was like mm-hmm. a, a delight, you know? Yeah. And they use trees as arms yeah. at a certain point. That was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I always, um, uh, I remember like the first time I saw this, I was like, okay, so it's a house, but it's kind of just there. And like, sometimes it has teeth or whatever, right. but like how, how much is this house going to end up morphing mm-hmm. a lot? Right. Turns out yeah, a lot. It's crazy. You know? Yeah. Um, it's like walking it has around like, or like scooting around yeah. sort of <laughs> like the kids like fall through that like hole in it for 1000 years and they end right. up in like a basement or whatever. Um, so it seems like it's a lot deeper than it is, but you know, it's like artistic interpretation or whatever. Right. But once the house like it gets arms and starts like chasing the kids and everything like, Oh shit, this just like leveled up. And then once it gets fucked up after chowder drags it into that Canyon and it yeah. rebuilds itself. It's like it's final, like creepy ass form. I was like, hot damn. This is like, yeah, that was so I good. like this. Yeah. It's like a ball mm-hmm. of fury. It looks so, uh, yeah. so interesting. Uh, so much like angrier than a normal house at that point. Like it all kind of reconstitutes <laughs> itself. And, yeah. uh, also, um, you know, kind of just skipping around when you kind of find out what happens in the story, but you go see mm-hmm. the lady, like in the concrete, like for yeah. one, I thought she was going to be alive. Like, oh, I didn't think it was like her spirit had just necessarily like died and then gone into the house. I thought it was like yeah. she, he had been feeding her in there for all oh, these years. Okay. I thought it was going to be way yeah. creepier, but the look of it was still fucking creepy. And, uh, yeah. and I still have my headcanon that that happened for a little, at least a while. <laughs> I mean, it could be. And he was like, you know? hey, honey, I'm feeling I need a little love from you. And she's like, I'm fucking mm. in concrete. And he's like, you have a mouth. She's like, get mm-hmm. away from me, you know, for mm-hmm. a little while. And then she became a house. Yeah. I mean, I sense? feel like that tracks. I think that's all implied. In yeah. This kid's in this movie. Kid's yeah. Movie. Listen, yeah, I just, sure. I like to break apart the details, you know, really mm-hmm. uncover the layers of a house. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and see what's laying beneath. And there was a lady at the fucking floor, you know, that was mm-hmm. creepy the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Turns out. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I, I like that the movie tries to make you think it's like one thing like at the beginning, like the very first time I saw this back in 2006, I kind of thought like the old man never cracker mm-hmm. was somehow like, I don't know, like his, his whole personality was evil and it was making the house evil or whatever. Right. But then you see he appears to die at the beginning of the movie. Mm. You're like, Oh, okay. Well now where does this fucking go? Because like now that he's dead, right. quote unquote, the kids can just like go explore or whatever, but ends up not being the case. The house is still haunted despite his uh, alleged passing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely changes the story of what you think it is. Uh, I totally mm-hmm. thought he was, you know, actually a mean guy. Uh, I yeah. thought it, it was either like you said, like he was influencing it, but I thought it was just like not necessarily a haunted house. I thought it was a house mm-hmm. like with a demon in it or whatever. Like it's just possessed, mm-hmm. uh, but not like a ghost. It was uh, kind of ends up being like a lovely story. Uh, a weird story, yeah. but a lovely story about two people that are in love and couldn't let each other go. Like, then you realize, like, the grass holding on to his, like, wheel from his ambulance, uh, his, like, whatever table thing. Uh, yeah. It's like, oh, it was being sweet. Um, but I thought in the beginning, like, he was just, like, you know, a, an evil guy and the house was also evil and they were, like, a pair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, yeah. they really turned that up on its head and you you kind of learn more about it, which is makes sense for, like, a... Mm-hmm. Uh, a kids movie an animated movie yeah they kind of have that sweet ending but uh it worked too it was like it it, the whole story kind of worked for me you know 
Yeah. What did you think about like the overall backstory of the house and like Nippercracker coming across as like later on wife and uh, that whole aspect of it? Yeah. So uh, for one, I really like circus things. So when that was like the backstory oh. of that, I, I kind of dug that. Okay. Um, at yeah. least in the terms of like not even creepy, but just like weird circus things, mm-hmm. kind of weird or, or the people uh, seemingly. Like that. Oddities, yeah, oddities. Uh, I mm-hmm. loved that. Uh, kind of just these two circus weirdos fell in love. Like he looked so goofy to me. I'm not even sure what his job was. I can't remember right now, uh, or like what he did in the circus. Did that was that explained, or is he just kind of there? I, I thought he was like an audience member. Oh, like he was he just there. Yeah, gotcha. uh, he likes him thick. Yeah, so that was. She's just like a, a large woman. Is that she's just she's just a big girl? Yeah, she's but that's how it used to be back in. Nope, that's just how it used to be back in the wow. day, you know? Uh, yeah. I don't get that. Um, yeah, I mean, like, uh, they, they found love. Everybody was mean mm-hmm. to her. That was fucking shitty. That was the hor- most horrific part of the movie. They were throwing, like, shit, yeah. like, food at her and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I, I like the, the love story that kind of unfolds. And then it becomes, it's interesting because as it, as it goes, it's like it could have just been the love story and she missed him and then she's, like, not really haunted. She just doesn't like other people. Because they're mean to her, and she doesn't like kids and stuff. But um, at the end, it's like she's turned bad, or like she's she's on a rampage, you know. And he has mm-hmm. to kind of realize with the kids' help um, that he has to like you know finally let her go. And yeah, that. and that was that mm-hmm. was interesting. I didn't expect like all these emotions, I guess, in this movie, you know. Yeah, yeah, same. Like, I think one of the reasons I like this movie so much, and why I can look past some of the 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 hiccups with the animation and whatnot, is because it has so much heart and. It's it just like uh, it's just uh, by itself is just like uh, qualifies as uh, uh, one of the um, one of our, our favorite movies in this household. Right you on, know? Man. It's just yeah, just a great story. Uh, the runtime isn't too, too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, quick. Yeah, mm-hmm. that helps. Yeah. Uh, other things my brain is just not working tonight <laughs> i'm really on the struggle bus we you don't know? have to keep going forever you know we can cut it whenever we need uh the more i talk the the harder it is for me so do you want to like spend another 10 minutes and try to to hammer out some great points and uh we can hammer out some points i don't know if they'll be great or not make these points great again you know um let's Napa. do um let's, let's talk about the uh the the three kids, you know, we'll go with the main characters. What do you mm, say? Yeah, let's do it. We've got DJ. DJ. We've got Chowder. Yep. We've got Jenny what a name. from the block. You know. Yeah. Jenny from the Spencer mm-hmm. Block. Um, yeah. Bad joke, but um, Chowder uh, reminds me of a lot of kids that I grew up with, or a few kids. Um, mm-hmm. Did you have any friends like that? Just like spastic yes. and lie all the time. <laughs> yeah, a, a little bit. Yeah, they just uh, they're they're only in it for like. I can't remember what part of uh, a person's brain that is or, uh, or personality, like the id, the ego, or the oh, super right, ego right. or whatever. But he was like solely focused on just partying on Halloween. <laughs> that was like it. That's all he wanted to do, you know? Yeah. He was so excited. Um, my wife made a, a good point when we were watching it this time. She was like, why does Chowder have a cape on? I said it's part of his Halloween costume that also included like a merman head. So I don't know like what exactly this costume was. He just like yeah cobbles things together that he's had from other costumes or some shit. I think so, you know. He but seems, like you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, he seemed to be kind of a latchkey kid, just you know allowed to do whatever he wanted, sort of thing. So yeah. uh, mm-hmm. maybe his parents were just like, "Do the fuck," and he just was like, "I'll do, the, I'll make this work," you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a weird yeah. kid. I definitely, I, I he reminded me a little bit of a a guy I grew up with named uh, Jared. 
Um, not not the guy we've, we're friends with and stuff. From but, Subway? Uh, a different one. <laughs> yeah, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> a guy in the corner named Jared, who, uh, he would always say stuff like, uh, what if you had a laser gun that had unlimited lasers? And I'm like, well, <laughs> okay. Like, <laughs> like you, you win all the wars. I, I don't know. Like, it was like questions like that all the time. Um, and then we met an even weirder kid on a different street one year uh, that I couldn't even spend time with. But he reminded me a lot of Chowder. Uh, so, yeah, I, that was kind of nice to see. It's almost like they're annoying, but like in a, a good hearted way. And, uh, and yeah. someone's got to be friends with them sort of thing. Uh, so I, I like Chowder. Uh, DJ was OK. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a he's an OK main character. He goes through some stuff. He has an arc, you know, and he like tries to get yeah. uh, a little more uh, like adult, a little more courage and stuff. And he kind of gets with the girl mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Uh, yep. Jenny was probably one of my favorites because she's I love when the Same. she talks to the babysitter about selling her shit. And she's like, let's cut mm-hmm. the crap. And like yep. when she gets down <laughs> to business was so great. Yeah. Um, she kind of reminded me of like. Hermione a little bit like she's the one with the brains uh yeah behind the, the whole operation or whatever so mm-hmm. uh, I really dug her and then again like I said with Spencer Locke being the voice that was that was fun to see because I liked her character in that other movie so much so yeah 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 I think Jenny's probably my favorite character in this as well because she just has like the attitude like she's she's there to like sell candy mm-hmm. or whatever door to door and she makes a solid point. Like, she's rehearsed this. Right. She just comes prepared for a situation, you know? And then when she gets thrown up against this monster house situation, it's just like, oh, well, we're, how do we get through this? You right, know? right. So, Halloween's mm-hmm. got a lot scarier. Yeah. I, I feel like she can really do a lot better than both of those fellas. Oh, yeah, know? I really should try I, I know they're, like, trying to, like to fight bones. over her. One of those guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Not to say, like, a pedophile situation here, but I'm saying when she's older... No, no. She yeah, really for some better dudes. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. What did you think of DJ as like a main character? I, I like DJ. I mean, like he's the the focal point through which we see the movie. Right. right. He's like the entry point. He, he lives directly across from the monster house. So um, I think as a main character, uh, he works as a catalyst for the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, you know, I don't think he's like does anything that amazing or whatever. Right. right. Um, but you know, it is it is what it is. He's you know, I, I was trying to. That's good. Like yeah, I was trying to figure out if his his sweater mm. was like reminiscent of something because it's like a blue, red, and white stripes. And I was like, are, are they trying to reference some type of? Yeah, I wonder um, horror something or is uh, I, I I couldn't tell. Just kind like of if it were like, yeah, if it were like an olive green and a red, that'd be a reference to Freddy Krueger, right? But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It looks good, though, for the, the whole design of it. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. the, the design of the big heads work for me. Um, like, I'm looking at the poster right now, and I'm like, I dig this. Like, I had good memories of that. Mm-hmm. I would watch that again. <laughs> but in the moment, yeah. it like, took me out of it, you know? So I think mm-hmm. yeah, now that I know what it's like, it can settle yes. in a little bit, and, uh, mm-hmm. and I can revisit it. Or like I said, I might just show my wife and see what she thinks, too. But What did you think about the very beginning of the movie where we follow the leaf? down into mm. the neighborhood or whatever that's a very uh zemeckis thing it's like the feather yes. right mm-hmm. um so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm okay with that uh i love the feather yeah. thing in forrest gump and uh i love fall so mm-hmm. i'll follow i'll follow a leaf there we go okay yeah Perfect. what about you no i like it i i like being able to not only spot the reference but i just like the idea of following something and kind of wondering where this is going to end up is this going to take us directly to the monster house no right. it takes us to the little girl who's riding the tricycle like a speed demon through her neighborhood oh, yeah, and man. then uh 
then we get to the the monster house. But uh, I always think that's like a, a fun uh, way to enter right. a movie. I think Zemeckis has a good eye for that kind of stuff too. Um, like I, I know that other director did this, but I'm sure Zemeckis had a hand in like that scene, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or it mm-hmm. might have just been an homage to him as well. But uh, yeah. obviously producing it and stuff. Um, he like what lies beneath has some really good oneers one shots that are like really just inventive with their staging and they just like keep going mm-hmm. on the characters and stuff. And then uh contact I've mentioned before is has some of the, the best um, like crazy effects that just like work really well for like pushing the story, but also being really inventive camera moves. Um, yeah. He's one of the people that I do like one of the directors that has pushed the medium to a really interesting place with really like creative endeavors that I think mostly work out. And, uh, and I like those. So, uh, and even if it's just his influence on this movie, then it works for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like when the kids are exploring the house and then they see the equivalents of organs that the house has. Like mm. you pointed this out earlier. We've got the teeth, we've got the tongue, all this stuff. And then at a certain point, Oh, like that chandelier looking thing. Right. That's the uvula. Right. And then Chowder's like, Oh, it's a girl house. <laughs> oh I, I, <laughs> it's like, that's a solid laugh, you know? <laughs> yeah. That was a good joke. Mm-hmm. Could, yeah. could you imagine if they landed in the basement? And they're like, oh, my God, it is a girl. And they're like, <laughs> it's like fucking huge, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> Could be a whole different movie. All these, all these eggs are in here. Oh, no. That's strange. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, uh, the uvula was a, a good touch. Um, the, the whole, mm-hmm. yeah, the whole design of the house, again, is just stellar. Um, everything about it was so, like, detailed. I'm sure the more mm-hmm. I watched it, the more I'd be like, oh, that's really cool. That's really cool. I do have a, a bit of a quibble with how the house was built where we see the flashback with Nevercracker and he's like, I guess he had started the foundation when he first shows it to her, but then he builds the steps up to the house itself and then he builds like the stairs up to the second floor, but like there's no exterior Duh. of the home. That's like, how it's they build just... homes, Brent. <laughs> you got to build stairs so you can get upstairs to build it. Oh, uh, this is why I've never built a house before. God. This is my problem. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. I'll I do that next time. He seemed like, well, he's building the house himself. He seemed like one of those guys. He's like, I got a great deal on stairs. We're going to go ahead and put them in. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You, go ahead. you can't yeah. turn it down. Throw them up, you know? And then we'll look now we were going to have a one story house. Now we have stairs. So I got to build a two story house, you know, maybe that. Yeah, maybe that exactly. Helped, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. He built a nice house. It's really big. I, Honestly, he did. He did some good work there. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of creepy. Almost too good. But <laughs> a little bit. I, d- I do think it's a little bit odd that he went ahead and like finished the house after his wife like died at the bottom of it. He got and was covered in cement. <laughs> I guess so. He said, "I finished the house. I think that's what she would have wanted." I'm like, <laughs> "Is it?" <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but uh all right. Have you ever seen The Frighteners with uh, Michael J. Fox? Oh, boy, like a long time ago. Right. I don't remember it at all. Um, but I remember uh, we rented it on VHS just because ooh. of the like movie case. It was oh, ridiculous, you know? Amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking rad. That Love the monster like, coming out of the wall. Um, yeah. Anyway, he's uh, like an architect or a house builder in that movie, and his wife dies, and he doesn't. That's the whole point of that movie is that he doesn't uh, keep going with it. So uh, this one's kind of oh. the antithesis of that, you know? Oh, interesting. I bring it up for no reason at all, just architecture. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it connects, you know, like, what if he didn't build a monster house? Well, then he becomes a frightener. Oh, so my these God. Are the so two things. connected movie. 
and you got to pick your poison. I'm pretty sure when I looked it up earlier, I can't, I don't have it up right now, but Zemeckis, I think, was a uh, producer on The Frighteners. So, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, also a very uh, interesting special effects movie, and I recommend that one. That one's really fun. Is Zemeckis trying to tell us something? Did he build a house on top of the next <laughs> wife? They should, yeah, we should look him up. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. He's got two dead wives. Huh. And two <laughs> homes? Interesting. Weird. Allegedly. Um, where are you? Sir, uh, we haven't seen your, your wife for quite some time. It's like, I don't know about that. Then like a Tupac hologram of like a Polar <laughs> Express version of his wife comes out. That's what this has been about the whole time. Ooh, yeah. Just trying to cover up his crimes. He's been trying to bring her back. Yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. Wow. It was right in front of us. Yep. Didn't there we go. see it. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to perfect this technology somehow. Might as well be in front of the entire world. We cracked you know? it right open, man. Damn. <laughs> yeah. No one would suspect. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I feel like that's the bulk of my notes, right if on. not every single one of them. Uh, the, the only other thing is that this movie came out in 2006. This has a mid credit scene kind of before yeah. Marvel started doing that whole thing, you know? So um, yeah, like you said, uh, there's a lot of uh, people climbing out of the the aftermath. I was glad the dog survived. Um, yes, I honestly was like, well, when that happened, when the dog was eaten, I was like, well, I can't show this to my wife. Uh, right. And then when it comes out, I was like, oh, I can tell her it survives later and spoil yeah. a little bit yeah. for her, but she'll appreciate that. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, the cops climb out of the wreckage. So does uh, Skull with his kite, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, yeah, the dog pees on the jack o' lantern, oh. and it. Uh, puts out that flame you know that's when i also connected it to trick-or-treat and i was like sam's gonna fucking kill that dog now you're not supposed to put out that's right put out the candle that's right you're not supposed to do that i learned that recently are they gonna make another uh, trick-or-treat i hope movie? so man i haven't heard about it in a while but god damn i love that movie it's so i mean so fun. i feel like i i see sam as like uh like merchandise for trick-or-treat right more and more each year you i know, know. So he's he's, a, he's getting more and well well known i think the movie is as a whole yeah. right yeah, it'd be great, man. Uh, I, I hope some of that momentum could could get them going. And uh, we just entered that writer strike, so yes, let's get to yeah. writing that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, one day ago, uh, slash from Huda is Trick or Treat Two finally happening. Let's see. Probably no. Uh, <laughs> no, it still hasn't happened yet. But it looks like they've been they've been trying. It says uh, 2019 was the last time he explained something about it. I guess so. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll see, but I would I would love that, man. Yeah. Um, do you have any movies like this, like Monster House, mm. where they're like uh, spooky yet aimed toward uh, kids right. that you go to uh, regularly? I think, I mean, this reminds me of like Monster Squad in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I uh, When I watched this the other day, oh, I also thought we, we talked about doing Paranorman. That was kind of... Uh, oh, same yeah. era i guess like i connected with that mm-hmm. one but i've never seen it um yes. but yeah i don't know uh i i also kind of had vibes because i've been watching the burbs a lot lately because it's one of my, my favorite horror movies one of my favorite movies really mm-hmm. and uh just like the suburban kind of like watching the house across the street kind of thing uh or next yeah. door um has that kind of same vibe and it's also like it's adult but it's like family friendly i guess uh, for the yeah. 80s but um yeah this for me this is kind of a, a thing unto its own that's why i like it for adding it into my rotation for october's maybe mm-hmm. that it kind of yeah. fills a niche that i don't have right now so Interesting. Yeah. what about you do you have See, something uh, you watch it with or um no i mean like this usually kind of scratches that itch for my wife and mm-hmm. i uh but this is a movie that we can like throw on at any time it's kind of in our our rotation right. of, of movies if we we uh need one we don't have to wait for uh spooky season to come rolling through yeah. you know 
Fuck, dude! I'll fucking watch this shit on Christmas Day, dude. That shit sounds kind of nice. Monster test House Christmas. Me, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, test me, bitch. <laughs> Wow, you got really angry at the end there. Yeah, yeah. Challenging Jesus got, and all. Got beef with the Lord. You don't think you don't think Jesus would like this movie? I think he would like this movie. I think Jesus would yeah. probably like it. You know, I think so. He seems like an okay guy. You yeah. Know? I don't understand a lot of the movies he's in, but you know, just not, not for me. I guess, <laughs> not for but, me. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I dug it though. Uh, I'm glad that I, <clears throat> excuse me, that I ended up not watching the 3D the whole time because that helped me, but. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, overall, I'm glad that you recommended this movie, and I would recommend it to people. Perfect. Well, that's what I was looking for. I just wanted to like this is my only contribution to this month that is a Brent pick. Uh, in that, it's not something that you've had experience with before. Right. Yeah. This is kind of one of my only ones. Yeah. Yeah. Right so I wanted to put this out there, um, and uh, you know, I just wanted to, to share something with you. I love From that. my people to yours. That's good because, uh, as we've talked about, you weren't so much of a horror fan before, and you've uh, so become one. And so oh there's God. just so I much you it. haven't seen that I have seen, and uh, it is nice to get recommendations from you of stuff that you have seen that I haven't seen. So, yeah, I, I didn't even Hell recognize yeah, that, but that's awesome. Man, I went to the Tulsa State Fair oh, uh-huh. yesterday, yeah. my wife and I. And just to clarify with people, that's just what it's called. Tulsa's not a state. I don't fucking get it, but it is. I have no control over this. But um, as I was like walking through the crowd, I saw a bunch of people with like horror related shirts, you know? Oh, nice. And it's just like, it's so, so pleasant. Right. Like it's like, I get it now, mm-hmm. you know? I, I, I used to think those people were just like edgelords or whatever, but no, it's like, I get the fandom behind it. Right. I am part I of it. I love it, man. I love it. You've, you've it's, developed it. It's terrific. You, you are yes. becoming a werewolf one horror mm-hmm. movie at a time, and I'm, I'm right. trying to witness it. You just but every time I see a full moon, yep. a new pube sprouts. <laughs> Someday you'll have a full bush. Uh, someday. <laughs> it's going to take a lot of full moons. Uh, well... Uh, the last thing I wanted to mention, not about the movie, but um, mm-hmm. something uh, horror-related since we've been talking about that and leading up to our review of the first uh, three of the Friday the 13th movies on Friday the 13th coming up. Um, I have been working on a short film since July <gasps> with my... What? I know. Did you even know about this? Crazy. <laughs> uh, I've been working on it. Um, I wrote it and directed it uh, starring my nephew, the the horror fan Christian. And um, yeah, I, uh, I've i been working on it for a while and it takes place, it ends on Friday the 13th of this October. So I'd been wanting to release wow. it around then. And, uh, I, and mm-hmm. as I got closer, I decided to kind of split it up into like a three-parter, just like a little Halloween treat for everybody. Um, it's my first little short film. I, I, I really put... Um, uh, a, a maximum of a medium amount of effort into it, um, which is to say that I'm proud of it, but uh, it's not my best work, but I, <clears throat> I've been wanting to make a short film for years and have never done it, so I just wanted to kind of make something fast. It turned out pretty well, and uh, I think it's a fun little Halloween treat. So uh, we will release the YouTube link to that. Um, hopefully I've released that uh, on Sunday, October 1st, because that's the first day that takes place in the movie. But um, oh, uh, I'm releasing it up up, up until the 13th. I'll have a few episodes out. So I'm excited to share it with the world and show everybody what I've been up to. I am so excited to see it. I, You had told me about it when you came up here this past July, 
and like leading up to that trip even right. and i was i was just so excited for you Ooh, to uh thank you to, to branch out and do this you know yeah you know our our boy mitch uh had done a short mm-hmm. film which inspired uh, i think a lot of our friends boozy as well as uh taking his shot at a movie which is great and uh yeah it was just like once i knew someone that had just done it i was like i should just fucking do this i've been wanting to do yeah. it for years if uh if i want to try I might as well i'm i'm in an industry where i work with cameras now um you know, for like a school district, but it's, uh, gives me a lot of opportunity to work with stuff that I like and realize how much I liked it. So, uh, in my personal life, it's kind of become my new hobby as well. So I've been editing this for a while and doing music for it, doing, doing all kinds of stuff, just trying it out. And, uh, and yeah, so it seems pretty cool. So, uh, it is called the haunt is alive and Ooh, it stars yes. my nephew Christian and, uh, we will be releasing it shortly. So please enjoy. Love it. The haunt. I, I I was typing it in my phone. I spelled mm. hate. The hate is alive. <laughs> Different movie. Um, <laughs> uh, and it's supposed to have like a Goosebumps kind of vibe. It, it would kind of go with this, I think, with Monster House. Um, it's supposed to be a little horrific for kids, but um, there's no like cursing in it. There's minimal blood and, um, mm-hmm. and violence. And so uh, it's more like just trying to be like a little fun Halloween treat. So uh, I hope it has like a Goosebumps or Are You Afraid of the Dark kind of feel and uh, that people enjoy it. So. Hell yeah. And uh, for anyone who watches it, spread the word. Yeah, post it to your socials. That'd be so nice. Tell your friends, family. Yeah. Yeah, give it to your grandmothers. Um, send it to your nieces and nephews, no matter their age. Exactly. And uh, horrify the birthing f- room. Yes. Uh, deathbed. Right. Whatever. Whatever the case. <laughs> from from crown to coffin, we got you covered. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an episode title to me. Well, excellent, man. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited to... I'm going to share that with Brent secretly before I release it to the world, so I'm excited to get your reaction as well. But uh, yeah, I look forward to that. And then uh, next week, we are coming back with more October scary funness. Uh, Brent, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to get back to all your pictures that you did, so uh, excellent. I've of, got it right here. schedule. So what do we do next week, man? Next week, we are talking about 1968's Night of the Living Dead mm. by George Romero. Excellent. I've never seen it before. It's black and white. Right. Uh, I've heard nothing but good things about it, and I'm looking forward to it. You know, I'm very intrigued for you to watch it. Um, it is, uh, it's definitely like it's like the one of the first zombie movies. Definitely the the first of like the modern era, uh, mm-hmm. I would say. And uh, I've seen it like once, maybe a long time ago. Uh, I enjoyed mm-hmm. it for what it was, but it wasn't my main thing. But I've also yeah. grown as a like cinema fan, and especially as a horror cinema fan. So uh, I'm really looking forward to this, man. I, I think it'll be a good times. Uh, when I was watching that MGM plus series, mm-hmm. this is one of the movies that they covered and they were talking about how it was, uh, ahead of its time mm-hmm. for, uh, you know, uh, like underrepresented like people right. in movies, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that should so be I'm, I'm, a little more, uh, progressive than for, for its era, especially. Yeah. Be nice. Yeah. Right. On. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's cool. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely excited to, uh, to check it out again after all these years. Cause it's been way too long for me. And, uh, mm-hmm. I mentioned like Edgar Wright is one of my favorite filmmakers on here a lot. And, uh, he mentions that movie sometimes like with Shaun of the dead, like in the commentaries, they, they have some references to that movie and, um, you know, it seems to be one of his favorites. And so, uh, I don't know, like something about a filmmaker that I find is one of my, one of my favorites. I want to know what their favorites are, what kind of influenced them. So yeah. I'm going to kind of watch it yeah. through that lens for myself, but, uh, look looking forward to it for some spooky old times as well so me too and like especially with zombies being as dominant in culture as they are now seeing like the like ground zero from where they started right you know it'll be kind of cool to see like what if there's something in that movie 
that no one has ever discussed because it was like, ah, yeah, that didn't work. So it was never carried mm. forward. Like the zombies start like singing or whatever. Right. Like Michael Jackson brought it to Thriller and that was like the only time it was good. Yeah, you know? yeah. This one started yeah. it, but it didn't work. It didn't take off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't want to spoil anything, but it is a musical. So good luck. Okay. Great. <laughs> yeah. We'll definitely come back for that. Uh, obviously, uh, Brent, you spent so much effort to uh, make this cool art for us this this fall. Um, so we have all these uh, great images. Are, are those for social media? Or, or what? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll probably have it in the the show as well. Why not? Yeah, you know, I got them right here. Might as well, it, man. You know? oh, cool. I, there's a lot of good stuff on the list. Uh, I believe the the following episode will be our Friday the Thirteenth crossover episode with the Nudist Colony, your other podcast, uh, and yeah. Ross will be on for that one, which I'm really excited about. Mm-hmm. Any more fans of that that series, I'm very excited mm-hmm. to talk to. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this whole month, man. It looks we have a great schedule planned, and I uh, hope everybody sticks mm-hmm. around and watches all these movies with us. Oh, my God. Uh, it's uh, going to be a lot of fun, Ooh. you know? Excellent. Not this episode, but, you know, the other the ones. The other ones are going to be great, though. The, yeah, By this that one. Point, I'm just tired, I guess. I know. We're going to feel fine, man. Uh, mm. I'm right there with you. So, uh, as usual, please rate and review us in, on your favorite podcast apps. Uh, five stars is always appreciated. Please let your friends know. If you would like to contact us as well, there's info in the show notes. But uh, generally, you can just find us here and uh, find all the cool art that we'll have on your device that you can look at at mm-hmm. any time during the show and see what we're talking about. Absolutely. So, we make it easy for you here. Uh, not easy listening, but uh, easily, easy to find pop culture. <laughs> well said. You know? We're not Kenny G. I like it. You know? Not easy listening. Wait, what? Not easy listening. You know, like a music oh, genre. Oh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. It worked. Uh, oh, Kenny G. Kenny G. Kenny okay, G. yes. Oh. I couldn't understand what you're saying. I said yeah. Benny G, probably. <sighs> I, always, Benny? I always get Benny and Kenny G messed up. You know, Kenny G's cousin, oh. Benny. You always say Kenny and the Jets, and I'm like, Stephen, no, I it's not. I get so confused. <laughs> Kenny and the G. Well, I kind of, kind of. a bit. <laughs> We're on our way. We We're on it. the yellow brick road for sure. We made it work. Yeah. Uh, well, looking forward to next week when we do 1968's Night of the Living Dead. And uh, until next time, I'm Stephen. I'm Brent. And let's talk later. Record on three. One, two, three, record. Oh no. Shit. Yeah. I'm pressing okay. it now. Okay. You hit the score now. Yeah. So we're now. Good. We should we now. should probably sync. You wanna sync? <laughs> Maybe we should come up with like a sync word sometime. That makes sense. That'd be cool, right? Yeah, but before we get to that, you know, maybe we can just spout off some nonsense here and there. I love it. But here we are, Stephen. We're recording on October 1st, the very first day of spooky season, which technically, I guess, begins like July 5th, right? But the official official is here. And we, we're recording on October 1st. Our final episode for Spooky Season is on October 31st, <gasps> a.k.a. Halloween. This whole month is going to be spooky AF on LTAS. Oh, my you know? goodness. That was really oh weird. God. You done this before? I, I panicked. I got to LT. I was like, oh, what are the other letters? What are the I'm not going to spelling. <laughs> what is this? Forget our own calls, huh? Dollar sign, asterisk. Oops. Uh, it happens. Forward slash. Oh, it's a backslash. <laughs> Speaking of backslash, hey, you know, it's, it's slasher season as well, you know? Indeed. Um, so your uh, your favorite two slashers are Ghostface and Michael Myers, is that right? I would say, yeah. Yeah. If, if I wanted to hang out with some buddies, those would be the buddies. Yeah. Just the slasher like, buddies. 
They just have to have white faces. Well, okay. Wow. Yeah, says a lot. You know? Says a lot. You know? I never... You know? Do you ever, do you ever just, like, take, a, take stock of your life and be like, huh, <laughs> that's interesting, you know? That's what I'm doing right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. You really kind of put that in, uh, in perspective for me. Um, but... Even though I have a white face, much like those mm-hmm. those ghosty pale boys, um, yeah. I am wearing uh, a pretty colorful shirt right now, Brent. And I, I, I was surprised uh, when we first hopped on first hopped on Skype. Mm-hmm. All I saw was your head, and I was right. like, what, "What's happening here? Is this and like I was naked underneath?" I, well, I thought I got a hold of your toilet cam feed again. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, "Oh, here we go." <laughs> but no, it wasn't that. Uh, you slowly. <laughs> Pulled the uh, the camera uh, down, mm-hmm. and I got to see the color of your shirt. You're wearing like a, what would that be? Like a, a grayish blue shirt? Oh, you must not be able to see it really well. This is, as far as I can tell in real life, your color blue, Brent. This is a <gasps> light blue shirt. This is like oh a my cyan. God. Holy shit. You can ask Amanda. She would know the colors better. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably also a little bit colorblind, but she did tell <laughs> me this was right. That it okay. was like a Brent shirt, you know? That's wonderful. I, uh, I, I, Amanda found these. I, I am really you know, specific about my clothing and the way it feels. Mm-hmm. And uh, the ring on this T-shirt or on the neck, top-notch. Mm-hmm. Target. You know what? She found it for me. Great. In gray. In darker gray. In black. <laughs> and then I went back and I got another gray. Another dark mm-hmm. gray. Another black. You know? Like yeah. I do. And then I saw like an autumnal orange Wow. Okay. No, we're in Texas. It wasn't like a. It wasn't like a Texas like a you know UT shirt. Uh, it was like just like an autumn. It was like a, it was like a leaf. And I really I was like, wow, I could branch out and do this. They only had smalls and extra extra larges. I'm not in there. I'm the middle. I'm the medium yeah. to largeish. Mm-hmm. And uh, right below that, light blue. And I said to myself, I should do this for Brent. I'm going to branch out with this shirt. Wow. This is a, this, this is, is my great. stepping stone. Look, we are making steps toward color progression for men, yep. you know? Yeah, it's, I, it takes a lot on me, you know, a lot of work. I know. Get me out of I, I can see the, yeah. I can see you are strained. You're a little bit pained in your face, strained and pained, the Stephen <laughs> Fisher story. <laughs> Man, that sounds like a pooping story. That's really, that's like, he died pooping, strained, strained and pained, the Stephen Fisher story. Damn it. Yeah. Tyler Perry presents Strained and Pained, <laughs> a nine part docuseries. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's a shame. Wow, he started first shot of the the series. He's on the toilet. They really like get in there, you know. Multiple Good angles thing they had too. That toilet cam. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, this is just scenes. me planting seeds, you know. Uh, but no, I, I applaud you for wearing some uh, some color. How does it, how does Thank it feel? You. Have you worn it's this good. out in in public? I got to tell you, I wore this out in Italy in public. What I know. Uh, wow. Because I felt like in Italy, I was a little dressed down. I felt very American, but I also was like, mm-hmm. I'm wearing what I'm wearing. I just wore like my jeans and my, my baseball cap and mm-hmm. uh, like a t-shirt pretty much all the time. And, uh, but this was one of the t-shirts and I wore it with shorts that Amanda got me that were, I don't know, kind of shorter than I usually do. And a little Ooh. Italian if I say so myself as well. So, yeah, uh, I really branched out a lot. And, um, I also never wore flip flops on this trip. <gasps> I can't even imagine that. I know I wore scuba scuba like what are you sneakers is that what you call them fins sneakers. scuba scuba fans just, oh, scuba fans. Okay. just in case yeah. you never know yeah um no i wore t- my tennis shoes though uh and it, it worked out you know but I, I think i was fairly stylish with this shirt on i think this was probably this i told her family even hey this is like a shirt that's gonna be a special day and they yeah. knew when i came out it wasn't gray 
Wow. <laughs> Steven is branching out. No one say anything to him. Just let him have this. <laughs> just, we don't want to rock the boat too much. Mm-hmm. We'll just a- acknowledge, but don't <laughs> over-acknowledge, you know what I'm saying? We'll just never give him back. nod. <laughs> I like that uh, manufacturers of plain T-shirts, they're like, okay, we've got black, all right, mm-hmm. we've got white, obviously, those are the, the two ends of the spectrum. Let's meet in the middle, let's make right. it gray, and then what other color? And then clearance from the back is like, what about an even grayer gray? <laughs> all right, so we got to make an extra gray shirt. All I'm right. clearance in this scenario. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like, you could have like a lot of shades of gray, like maybe 50 shades of gray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Use them to tie yourself to a bed and... Oh. Spank your own butt to okay. it. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. These t-shirts are getting frisky. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew the t-shirt talk would get this way? I mean, it, it really doesn't take too much for mm-hmm. us, you know? I know. But I applaud you for your, your efforts toward uh, color progression in your wardrobe. Thank you. It, you it, it only starts with one article of clothing, mm-hmm. and you've succeeded there. So I'm excited to see where this goes. It may not go anywhere, but at least you've you've claimed this victory, you know? Right. Proud of you. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. And uh, I look forward to many more gray shirt days and maybe one or two here and there colorful shirt days. <laughs> well, good, good. <laughs> Let's see Easter and then uh, Palm uh, Sunday or something like that. Yeah, my two favorite Just, holidays. Exactly, yeah. And I love to dress like an Easter egg on those days because it's kind of a pastel blue. It looks like an Easter egg blue. Yeah. You could you could do that. Yeah, like a Robin's neck. Neg? Robin's neck blue. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a, it's definitely a step out for me, and I, I love it because we're talking about it this much. But it's not even a visual podcast, and I'm not releasing a photo of myself. So, well, look, I mean, like people can use their mind's eye to picture Some that, people. you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. looking at you, my wife. Oh, this is true. This Burn. is true. Yeah, if you're listening it's a, to this, I, it's a, it's a good thing. Good thing. Good thing she lives with you because uh, she could just like see you in it. Otherwise, she's got no that's true mind's eye to uh, turn to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a good thing that like that because um, I can be her her uh, colorful shirt wearing seeing eye husband. Yes, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that a good sync word? <laughs> colorful shirt wearing single eye. See- <laughs> I already messed it up. <laughs> seeing eye husband. <laughs> oh I think boy, strained and pained is probably better. Strained and pained. That, okay, that stuck out we to can me work for with that. Okay, that it's like that uh, Michael Bay movie, uh, Pain and Gain, but strained and pained. Right. It's it's mm-hmm. one of them uh, try to poop too hard. It's not yeah. me. It's one of them. It's it was, me played by Marky Mark. <laughs> right, yeah. I guess I'll be Anthony Mackie. <laughs> and then The Rock is just there. He's what just apologi- the apologizing for Black Adam the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw, by, real quick, by the way, uh, a YouTube mm-hmm. thumbnail the other day, and it was like, what could have been Man of Steel 2? And it showed like Henry Cavill's Superman versus the rocks black Adam. And I was like, Oh right. There was a black Adam movie. I had literally <laughs> forgotten about it mm-hmm. that it yep. even existed. So a lot of people have, so, yep. you know, it's a big kind of tax. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so strained and pained, strained and pained to sink okay. upon the number three, one, two, three, strained, strained and, and pained. pained. Oh, <laughs> You've been working on your balloon and fart sound effects. Well, uh, you know, I got to do something on the way to work, you yeah. know. It's a long drive. L-P-A-S. <laughs>